0: Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by legitmtg.com. Strategy, streams and singles, legitmtg has it all. Oh yeah, now us. So check us out every Friday. Friday on legitmtg.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product.
1: I wonder who my competition tonight going to be. I know it ain't gonna be nobody up in here. Stay up in here. Stay up in here. Magnetic. At fourteen. W. Organized campaign, I'm on my third route. The album just dropped, I'm trying to get the word out. Superhero theme music Rhyme, sleep, walking, The Les Rels football was recorded My first stop was Sway in the morning Was greeted by Heather B Toto was a fan since the real world on MTV Now I MC Five fingers of death, couldn't chin check me Not before, I had to get bars right Rehearsing, was asked about my upbringing How long I've been working And Sway's hair rap, little bigger hand person Was rhyming like it was a wake up show Homie tough, I got raps for days Gotta say something for Tony, touch my phone is gone. Sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm busy traveling, making my rounds. I sat down next on the schedule. Was static
2: selector, already Radio.
3: Hey, everybody, welcome back to YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe,
2: and I'm Stephen Marshall,
3: and uh, we got a great show for you this week. Uh First of all, we're going to talk about the modern, or well, the band and restricted announcement. The only changes were in. Oh, well, actually, that's not true. There were there was a change in vintage as well, but. I don't know much about that, so whatever. Uh, But it is a significant change uh, from what I've read about Vintage and uh, and the implications that that has. Um, And then we're going to talk to Steven about his pre-release experience because I didn't get to play in the pre-release because this was WrestleMania weekend. You know, We bought tickets for WrestleMania like six months ago. My friend came into town from Baltimore. We went to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, went to the Hall of Fame ceremony at the American Airlines Center. Uh, it was an amazing time, just had a blast. Lifelong dream come true. So, ever since WrestleMania six, I mean, we, we, me and Tim wore that tape out. We watched that tape probably 100, 200, 300 times uh, together as kids. And just to be able to go to WrestleMania with him and experience it. Not only to go to WrestleMania, but to go to the biggest WrestleMania of all time. Bigger than WrestleMania three, which is the one that everyone remembers. Like uh, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Uh, ninety-three thousand announced attendance. They always fudge the numbers with those. Um, the actual attendance for WrestleMania 32, the actual attendance was ninety-seven thousand seven hundred and sixty-one. I think um, they fudged that up to like a hundred and one thousand something. They always do that. Awesome, you know, just awesome thing to be a part of, and you know, really exciting. And I'll never forget it. So it was a great weekend. So I didn't get to play in a pre-release, regardless. So, so Steve is going to tell me about his experience. Then uh, we're going to end there, but we're going to come back because tonight Steven and I are going to go draft the set for the first time uh, over at the uh, Texas Guild Mages with uh, Jeff Zandy, and we're going to record a little segment on the drive home talking about their first impressions of the draft format and talking about how that went. So, it should be a pretty awesome episode, uh, full of limited stuff, which I really enjoy. I like these episodes a lot.
2: Shout out to Future Steven.
3: No doubt. No doubt. Future Joe, don't owe three a Team Draft, you dumb bastard. So, first of all, the banned and restricted announcement happened, and as predicted, Eye of Ugin was banned. However... There were two unbannings as well, which a lot of people love. I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm just as much as I like bannings, I like unbannings as long as they coincide with bannings. Just kind of switch things up a bit, you know, keep things changing. That's all I'm in favor of. I'm in favor of evolution. I wouldn't mind if they did for one ban cycle, they just unbanned everything. <laughs> you know, I really don't. I just I just like to see things change. It's not about, "Oh, keep this deck down, keep that deck down." Change the decks. Just change it up. If it's if it's if one deck starts doing too much, get rid of it. Let another deck uh, move up into that spot and dominate for a little while. So our unbannings, we've have Ancestral Vision, Unbanned, and Sword of the Meek. Unbanned. Craziness. Uh, also in vintage, Lodestone Golem has been restricted. Which um I think that, what is that deck? The Mud Decks? Is that what they're called?
2: Yeah, so, Workshops.
3: Uh, yeah, Workshop. Yeah, Workshop Decks. Um, you know, rely on Lodestone Golem uh, to slow down their opponents enough so they can uh, get online. And uh, so that's a, that's a key element. There were people who thought that Workshop would be restricted at one point, but they're so worried about protecting Collectors that I don't think they would ever do that to something like Workshop.
2: It's a card that honestly needs to be restricted, They just like because it seems like every single update they they restrict another piece from that deck as if that's the problem. I mean they're they're basically treating the symptom not the disease. But it's it's kind of like brainstorm and legacy. Like it's super busted, but it's such a part of what people consider legacy to be or a part of legacy itself. Right. That they just never do it. And it's the same with shops.
3: Right, right. And, uh, you know, it doesn't affect me. Uh, none of this affects me, frankly.
2: But <laughs> Nothing uh, matters.
3: Yeah, but, but you know, it doesn't affect me, but it is really interesting. But anyway, talk about modern. That's, that's what we're more focused on. Uh, I have Ugin banned. Uh, I think, I mean, without question, it's a great decision. I think they didn't go far enough, to be completely <laughs> honest. I think they should have banned the temple as well. Uh, it does slow the deck down a little bit. See, the thing is, for me, when I see... That deck, I'm like, oh, that deck needs to go. Like, I'm like, get that deck out of here. And Wizards apparently, you know, doesn't think that's a problem. And that's good. You know, I'm glad that they were like, hey, you know, we still want the Eldrazi decks to be able to exist. We want them to have Temple. We want them to, you know, there is the Turn 1, Turn 2, Temple, Temple busted draws, but they're a lot less likely than, you know, Temple I or I Temple. So. I get that, and that's cool. Once, once I read that, I was like, okay, so they really just they want these decks in the format. They just don't want them to have everything at their disposal. And I think that's perfectly fair. So, so I'm okay with it. As much as I was calling for multiple lands being banned, uh, I'm okay with a minimal number of bans on the deck. So what do you, what do you think? You th- I mean, obviously, I know you agree with me, but uh, how do you feel about it?
2: I mean, something had to go. Yeah, eyes is the one that leads to the most degenerate openings. Yeah, where you can play multiple Eldrazi Mimics. This one's going to make it a lot clunkier. It's going to make it a lot more like Tron in terms of like its speed, and that's going to completely downgrade the power of the deck if right. it's still really powerful at all. Because like most of the power was in the fact that you could, you know, turn one Eldrazi Mimic, turn two Thought Not Seer, and that's almost impossible unless you have two of your Eldrazi temples in your opening hand. So the percentage of games that just get that broken are going to be like (laughs) more than an order of magnitude lower uh, than previously. And now you have to do stupid stuff like Expedition Map and Vesuva and stuff like that. That makes it a lot clunkier and pushes the curve up in terms of like where you're doing your deck's thing like a turn or two, which just puts it at a level, if not worse, playing field than the rest of the modern. Right.
3: Now, the interesting thing about them taking away Eye of Ugin is that I was also played in Tron. Yep. And, um, you know, one of the things that people complained about um, when Splinter Twin was banned was that, oh, now Tron decks are just going to dominate, blah, 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 which turned out to be untrue because Eldrazi decks ended up dominating, right? Mm -hmm. So you take away Eye of Ugin from the Eldrazi decks – And then you can almost be like, well, maybe now that that prediction is going to come true and the Tron decks are going to dominate, but Ayavugan was a piece of the Tron decks too, so maybe it does serve the purpose of keeping both of those decks fair simultaneously. And I like that because I didn't want to see just Tron. I, I mean, you, you you remember I was all about ban the Tron lands, ban the Eldrazi lands from like two ban cycles ago. I was like ban all of it, but they didn't. They banned just the Eye, which does slow down and make a little more fair both decks. And you know, and you might be right about the Eldrazi deck; it might be too fair at this point. Yeah. So I think that it was it was a pretty sound solution to what was an obvious and uh, glaring problem. So I think it's good. Uh, now, moving on to the unbannings. Ancestral Vision, first of all, do not target your Ancestral Vision with Snapcaster Mage. Don't do it, because you cannot cast it. But that's said, uh, I think this is great. I, think, I just think this is a great choice. I think that it's going to be very good for Merfolk. Goes almost without saying, because that was a card that was played in Merfolk and Standard. And it's just a great card because you just, you know, you can turn one, plop it down, and then play out your hand and then almost refill it uh, on turn four. Isn't that right? Is it? Uh, what is the um, Suspend, three or four? It's
2: Suspend three, I believe. No, yeah. it's actually four. It's four, it is isn't four.
3: it? It's four. It's four. Do, do we really not know? It's four. Okay. Okay. It is four. So, yeah. yeah. So then, you know, basically you play out the rest of your, you know, you curve out and then you refill, <laughs> and then you curve out, <laughs> and um, or you just drop down, you know? Uh, so it's a pretty crazy uh, unbanning t- for that deck. I know that there are control decks that are happy to see it. There's just a lot of decks that are really happy to see a blue spell for one mana that says draw three, even if it takes a few turns to come online. A lot of decks are happy to see it. And then I think, I actually don't know if I like sword of the meek being unbanned <laughs> because this is uh I, I mean just the time sieve deck was really annoying back in the day and this kind of allows that to happen again Got uh time sieves up to like 12 bucks Thop- that's silly thopter foundries up to like 20 bucks yeah just like these uncommons just blow up it's really ridiculous
2: Time Sieve is dumb. That's not happening in Modern. I'm sorry, guys. An-
3: Ancestral Vision, I think, is up to like $45. So, yeah. That uh,
2: makes some sense because this does actually make Control a lot better. And yeah, Tron gets a lot weaker, which was also really good versus Control. So I can I can see that step one being good. Time Sieve is unknown. That one, I, I don't really see. That seems really, 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 really slow. Yeah, Ancestral
3: Vision is $50.
2: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the thing I was looking at was, uh, Tezzeret, Agent Abolus, but that blew up too. Yeah. It's like 40 now.
3: Yeah. Lots of stuff just blew up because of this. I, I, am not sure I like it. I'm not sure I like the fact that they banned sword, but it, it could be okay. But see, the thing is like, you know, and Josh Claytor has been, has been kind of like, uh, what really? Cause he's just been jamming Thopter's Sword into like a bunch of different decks, <laughs> right? Uh, just jamming it into Lantern Control gives them like an alternate finisher, hmm. um, and that's just that's just really bad because that deck was pretty dominant, uh, or not dominant, but it was uh, had a lot of success before this.
2: Yeah, and it mills itself enough already where... Yeah, you get the swords in your graveyard. and
3: I think there's a lot of abuse that can happen with this one. I think Ancestral Vision is, a, is perfectly fine, and, I, and I'm fully on board with it because um, it does just make a lot of blue-based decks better, which they have been hurting for that. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like the one-two punch is a little too much.
2: Uh, if, I had to, if I had to pick a deck that actually rises from this, it's probably some of the Zoo decks... <laughs> like uh, like especially like either death shadow or just the burning tree emissary Zoo decks, or even like maybe burn um the one problem is that tron gets worse which was like one of the best matchups for for burn true but like all these cards are going to encourage decks that like need like a lot like they need a lot of turns to win the game and right, right. the those decks just ignore that That's like right. they don't care about a spend four card they're they're ending the game on turn 4 or 5
3: yeah i, I don't know um or, or, but I think that you know Grix's control could get better. Um, you could see, uh, you know, Geist of Saint Traft, like some sort of Esper build, come back up. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting decks that can that can benefit from uh, these unbannings. But like I said, I think that Sword might be a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, and
2: also I'd recommend don't don't run out and buy these cards right now. <laughs> like yeah. just wait a week.
3: For the love of God.
2: Like, if Uh, you didn't buy it as soon as they announced it, it is way too late. Wait for everyone to list theirs that just bought, and then you'll be fine.
3: Right. Uh, Another thing I want to say about Ancestral Vision. You can cast it with Goblin Dark Dwellers. Just going to say that.
2: Yep. It might be another reason why they're not going to unban. Bloodbraid Elf? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Ancestral Vision being unbanned pretty much ensures that Bloodbraid Elf is never, ever, ever banned. (laughs) Or ever unbanned, rather. Well, I know Joey Pascoe's happy. That's one person we can guarantee is very happy about this. Next month, uh, there will be uh, several modern Grand Prix's going on. One in Detroit. I can't remember the location of the others. But it's like three in one weekend, and it'll be in May. So uh, that'll be the time to really see what shakes out to the top in uh, in modern. And uh, we will talk about it amongst ourselves probably because there will be no podcast. So you will not know what our opinion on that is, but I will be checking it out because I will be genuinely curious as to see what happens there. Uh, but something else I'm genuinely curious about is the shadows over Innistrad pre-release, which happened this weekend. I could not be a part of very sad about that, but there was just way too much going on. There was no chance I could make it. And I tried, I looked at every single possibility. It was not going to happen. So, uh, Steven, you did make it out. Where did you play, and how much did you play? You played a lot this weekend, yeah? yeah I played two. Two? Oh, that's
0: not too bad.
2: Cool. Yeah. So I played, uh, yeah, two pre-releases, one, uh, both of them on Saturday, actually. The first one was, oh, yeah, they, these aren't, they, uh, the thing I like a lot is that they got rid of the the seeded packs. Yes. It's just a straight-up sealed. The first pre-release I did, I think I got the worst pre-release pool I've ever gotten. Really? Yeah. What did I get? Yeah. So in terms of rares, it was two lands, Thing in the Ice, uh, two color card, another two color card, and like in colors, I just didn't have enough playables in the five mana counter spell, and then the instant that doubled your tokens. What? <laughs> it was just like a whiff. Yeah. Thing in the Ice is like, yeah, you can't play that in limited because it takes four instants or sorceries. Yeah. To flip. So let's say you are just insane and you run eight. Which is just not advisable at all. You'd have to cast half the instants or sorceries in your deck. Yeah, that's just not that's not a thing. No. So I basically just built a super clunky mono three drop red green werewolf deck that was just garbage. Uh, I was playing like the wolves that couldn't block unless you controlled another wolf and the three wow. three spider and wow, that's <laughs> it, bad. Was, it was really bad. And like like my curve, like I didn't have just any big creatures whatsoever. It topped out at like a four four. Hmm. um so if they cast like a six something or a five anything i'm i just died or a flyer it was it was bad um i still went two and two somehow just nice. because if you if you have a curve and you don't play stuff and it's also the pre-release so people are casting stuff like the white sorcery that gains you five life <laughs> um just just stuff like that so if you just build like a curve of dudes enough dudes enough lands. And a reasonable curve, you'll you'll do okay. Uh, the last round I went super crazy and actually tried to make Thing in the Ice work. Uh. I played ten instants and sorceries. I even oh God, I think I followed I I, I played follow the evidence or trail of evidence, the two and a blue enchantment that whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you investigate. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, I was playing against someone else. This is the one, this is the X. the 1x bracket right. in round four so they were playing two trail of evidences so <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> that was a nice little mirror match there um <laughs> so that was interesting the in uh the second uh pool i got was just way 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 better it was just basically a black based deck and it started off black blue and it was actually like a delirium deck it had uh, – so the black the black was the base color, and it just had a bunch of solid creatures. Uh, a couple of the Ghoul Caller's uh, accomplices. Uh, I actually played one Macabre Waltz since I had a lot of self-mill. Yeah. Um, the Pale Rider, Diagraph Colossus, the zombie uh, rare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crow of Dark Tidings, which was really, really, really good. Um,
3: what did that do again?
2: That's just the two in a black two one flyer. That when it enters the battlefield or dies, you put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. Ooh, that's really. So good. if you're like trying to set up Delirium, it's just yeah, just everything you want to do. How
3: many times did you miss on Delirium?
2: Like almost none, but my yeah. deck was really set up well to do it. I had the Wildfield Scarecrow. Um, you know, just sack it, get some lands, get an artifact and creature in your graveyard. The Pale Rider, you know, has you discard.
3: Oh right, it's an artifact and a creature, so it counts twice against towards your Delirium.
2: Yeah, so nice. it's, it makes it easy to splash, and it counts twice for Delirium. Fantastic. I also played Wicker Witch for the same reason, the 3-mana, three 3-1 three artifact creature.
3: Yeah, oh, wow, that's great. That's good to, that's good to remember.
2: Yeah, and so basically, like, the, the payoff Delirium cards were Kindly Stranger and Mind Rack Demon. Ooh. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just a good deck. Uh, I also had the Elusive tormentor, which was really good, and had a ton of text on it. Two black black, He can discard a card. Make it that a weird o one one Hexproof can't be blocked. That's right, that's right. The Hexproof thing is so big. Like, this card's impossible to kill. Because you just pay one mana and flip it, and now it has Hexproof. Huh. Uh, which lost me a game in the first pre-release. Because <laughs> I thought I had read the entire card, but I hadn't. <laughs> and then uh, it also had Steed, which was really good. The four and a black 4-4 that you can return to the battlefield by discarding two cards and paying two in a black. Huh? Yeah. Um, and so then, yeah, initially the, the setup was black-blue because I had uh, Vessel of Paramnesia. Is that a word? Yeah, Paramnesia. That's the enchantment that you can pay blue to sacrifice it. Target player mills three, and then you draw a card. So you just mill yourself. There wasn't much else set up for Delirium and blue other than that. But the, it had two Nibalists of Dust, the 2-1 Flyers with Prowess. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that card's really good. Um, but, if my, but it seems like all the people I played also had Flyers. Mm. Or spirit token makers. So basically yeah. after every game I would side into green. Huh. Yeah, so like that that I just had like the watcher in the web so I could block their flyers. There wasn't really anything in green other than crawling sensation to set up delirium, which was the uh that's the two and a green enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. You may put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. And whenever one or more land cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, for the first time each turn, put a one one green inside creature token on the battlefield. That card's not very good, but it was just exclusively set up uh, delirium. Right, right. Um but yeah, the deck was that, that deck was good. And I went three oh and then had to leave. <laughs> So I dropped at three zero and got my three packs. <clears throat> yeah, so I have a couple of just quick opinions, and I'll just go over what overperformed, what underperformed, really quick, because I'm sure this will update as we get in a couple drafts. Right. Uh, right. On the play, your two drop werewolves actually have a pretty decent shot of flipping. There's hmm. not a ton of two drops in the set, uh, and especially in seal, people don't really want to play like the one three <laughs> for two or whatever uh, in blue. So those cards are actually pretty good. Um, Like the Hinterland Logger, the 2-1 that turns into a 4-2 Trample. There are a couple games where it just dealt 8 damage. Wow. Uh, On the other hand, your 3-drop Werewolves will never flip until they're not relevant anymore. So (laughs) Hmm. just be prepared for that. Let's see. If cards that underperformed, just going by color. White, Thalia's Lieutenant. uh, There's just never enough humans in Sealed for that to work.
3: Oh, right, right.
2: Yeah, Drogskull Cavalry, the seven-drop spirit.
3: Well, does it – hold on. Do, well, when it enters the battlefield, does it only put counters on humans? or does it, Yeah. Okay, yeah. If it put counters on all the creatures you control when it entered the battlefield, uh, then it would just be great.
2: Yeah. So, no. Just yeah.
3: humans. Okay. Yeah,
2: and so in practice, that card was just way, way, way worse than I was expecting because, you know, I had dreams of Constructed in my head when I put that in my first deck, I think. Right. Or no, that was one of the alternate builds I made, and it just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Drogskull Calvary is the 7-mana 4-4 four, four Flying Spirit, and it can make more spirits, but 7-mana is just too much.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I thought, yep.
2: Uh, Unruly Mob, you just need a lot for that to go right. <laughs> that's the one, white 1-1 one, one, that whenever another creature you control dies, you put a plus-one, plus-one counter on it. I'm sure there's a deck with the synergies to do it.
3: Well, you do this, like, it's not, it's not non-token, so if there's spirit tokens, you can
2: get yeah. those. And, but yeah, but first you have to, yeah, you first you, so here's... The time it's good is when you play it on turn two, and then you there's a whole bunch of setup, and then if you're lucky, you have a three three on like turn five or six. Right. <laughs> That's just kind of like a waste of time. Right, uh, that one one sucks. And then the other times you play it, it's like turn six or seven, and then like I don't know what you're doing. You don't want that one one, uh, right. unless you just make a bunch of really silly blocks or attacks. So it just it, it wasn't worth it from my point of view. Well, it was might...
3: a reprint, right? From Innistrad.
2: I believe so, yes. Yeah. And there there's even more like self-sacrifice themes in Shadows over Innistrad, but it still just wasn't amazing.
3: Huh. Okay. Uh,
2: like I liked the one in a green uh, creature that did that in Battle for Zendikar, but that's because you had a lot of Will Chambler. Yeah. Yeah, raw Uh in blue uh startled awake (laughs) i saw i didn't have it but i saw it kind of underperform a little bit just because your opponents tend to have a lot of graveyard synergies going on so there's a very good chance you trigger their delirium or you mill some of the cards that you can exile to get the effect and once it flips like when you return to the battlefield there's just a ton of one power creatures that are kind of playable right now Mm. so it the skulk doesn't really help you as much as you think it would right but it's still probably a bomb <laughs> i'd still play it i'd uh, play
3: it i yeah. i i want to i want to i want to mill somebody out in this uh in this limited format like for real yeah, I might just straight up draft the mill deck and uh, I might force I the
2: deck. I think I, th- I think there's also like really instant sorcery heavy decks in draft. that are absolutely playable. Yeah,
3: I I'm, I'm think I'm feeling like I want to try to force mill tonight. And uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm saying that on the podcast so we can see if it if it, if I wind up going forward with that tonight. <laughs>
2: what else? Confirmed suspicions. I mean, I don't really that's not doesn't need an explanation. Five mana counterspell, but it's also a rare whatever. In black, behind the scenes, was worse than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a cool. It's just a. It's neat, but it's not good. Uh, Pyre Hound, especially in Sealed. I mean, that might be something in Draft you can get to work. Hulking Devil. No.
3: Yeah, no, <laughs> no. God, no. Are you kidding? God.
2: Yeah, uh, in green, the rare silver Did you purple.
3: play Hulking Devil?
2: No, I saw people play it, though. Oh,
3: God, well, of course you saw people play it. It's the pre-release.
2: And I was just like, ah, maybe that could Did work. Did you see anyone
3: at the, like, X1 tables playing it? No. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. uh, <laughs> play
3: it, Play at higher tables and you won't see people playing Hulking Devil.
2: <laughs> uh, silver for partisan. That's the two and a green Two two? What is it? like whenever you cast into a sorcery that targets a werewolf, you put a two two. Like there's just not enough cards to make that work.
3: Right. it, so- it sounds like it would be an awesome card, but yeah, I can imagine it not being
2: Yeah. And I don't trigger. even think that I don't even think that card's gonna be good in standard, so No. Um Gloom Widow. Sometimes you just want to block and not flyers. Um It's
3: a three three, right?
2: Yeah. It'll be fine in an aggressive deck, but I was not enjoying that card. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for overperformers, let's see, uh, white, uh, Griff's Boon. It's kind of scary if you can't deal with flyers.
3: Oh, yeah, the-, the one that...
2: Any creatures. The one that of of
3: lets you get repeatable flying.
2: Yeah, That's flying in plus one, plus zero. It's a great card. Yeah, if they're on the, if you're on the defense and you can't deal with a flyer, then that card's just like a, yeah, just a game ender. Pious Evangel. The two in white two, two, that whenever it or another creature enters the battlefield. Right your control you gain a life and then you can sack it to make it you can pay two and tap to sack it permanent and transform it and that's just yeah it was super good mm-hmm. oh yeah uh, not on my side of the field though for them nah right for them. uh silver strike was good in unconditional removal sometimes you need it i wasn't sure but yeah it's fine uh in blue stitch mangler was really good that's the two and a blue two three enters the battlefield tap but then taps a creature your opponent controls and it doesn't untap
3: Ah, yes, yes, yes. Tons
2: of tempo from that card. Great.
3: Huh, awesome.
2: Uh, Drown Yard Explorers is a control deck's best friend. Um, X's, X Essence Flux was not great, not good, not even worth a card, but better than I expected. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it can counter removal and, you know, surprise, untap a blocker, and sometimes put a plus one, plus one counter on your uh, one of your spirits. Hmm. Um, yeah, Vessel of Paran... Para, Paranesium or whatever that, that was better than I expected. That card looked like, initially I thought that was just trash.
3: Well it replaces itself. Uh, yeah. And I didn't. I never actually thought about it in terms of, I've been looking at blue just to, I'm gonna mill somebody. <laughs> That's like my singular focus looking at the blue cards. But um, I never even thought about it as just using it to self mill and then also can tripping off of it.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, like it almost hits Delirium on its own. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, it puts an enchantment, and then it's likely w- within three cards you get a land and a creature, and you're practically there. Right. Uh, oh, also, just the wind was really good. I uh, got to pale rider into just the wind on turn three a couple times, which nice. was kind of silly. In black, Ghoulsteed already talked about that pale rider. Um, was really good. Uh, Livia's Bloodsworn was really scary from the opponent's side of the table, just mm-hmm. because I don't know if they're going to give haste. Um,
3: right, right, right. Yeah, you never know what's going to come down. <laughs> yeah,
2: it just, you just, it just makes you nervous. Any, you, anytime a, uh, an opponent plays a card and it makes you nervous, it's, that, that, that's how I determine if it's good.
3: <laughs> right, right, because a lot of times you build your deck with the, you know, with the hopes that Okay, whatever they play, I've got a turn to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a turn, I can deal with it, and if I can't, then I'm in trouble. Nope, not with that card. It's just like, oh, God, things are coming.
2: Uh, Ghoul Caller's Accomplice was just fantastic. Um, it's the glue that holds any kind of Delirium or self-mill deck together. It's just a two-man 2 which is already in, sh- in short supply. Uh, great blocker, because it comes back to the battlefield whenever you have the free man to do it you mill one of these over that's just perfect uh that's the one in a black two two you can pay three in a black and exile it from a graveyard put a two two black zombie creature onto the battlefield untapped untapped nice nice. um but you can only do that every anytime you cast sorcery that was just fantastic uh i didn't get to play with macabre so i don't know if that's good anymore i put Uh, that in my deck just because i think it's self ill
3: i think it's very good
2: uh, Twins of Mara State are just really big. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, three five, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, especially Madnessing them out, it's just like, yeah, they just block almost any creature in the set. <laughs> yeah, Uh, Farbog Revenant was really good, um, just because a one three with Skulk is actually relevant because the Skulk will actually disqualify most of the blockers in the format. Right, and the Life Link was really good. Uh, Crew of Dark tidings I already talked about in red skin invasion was actually pretty good unless yeah. they had the. uh, the moon silver stock thing that just whatevers. Um,
3: <laughs> that was very descriptive and good.
2: Yeah, it's like the, you know, the, AMS the, the AMS arrest. AMS like Sometimes you'll put it on your creature. Right. <laughs> just because you're like, whatever, I'll get in there. And then they arrest it, and then you're like, oh, man.
3: Yeah, it's not good
2: uh the thing that uh, the nightmare i always had when i was playing with with the black debt was that i would get down the mine rack demon but without delirium and then they would arrest it (laughs) that would just be the saddest thing ever Ulrich's kindred was really good gosh this is the problem with show notes you know i do a little bit of prep work and it comes back and bites me because i don't know what any of these cards are (laughs) like i don't know the name I have no idea what that card is. Ulrichs.
3: Yeah, I think you just made that name up. I don't think that's a real card in set.
2: It might not be.
3: I think you just are like, I, 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 I yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Tund- like, yeah,
3: I did stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did stuff. Yeah,
2: Ulrichs. a Red. 3- Mighty Scary Man.
3: It was a good card, too. And...
2: It's two and a Red 3-2 Wolf. Thinking you hate I won't notice. Green. Target attacking Wolf or Werewolf gains indestructible until end of turn. Oh, kind that's... of annoying. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Breakneck Rider was a bomb. Yeah. That card's just stupid when it flips. It's really annoying. Uh, you you just die. You just die. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> Voldaren Duelist was a lot better than I thought it would be. The 3-2 haste for 4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff can't block. Insolent Neonate was better than I thought it would be. Just because it's a free madness enabler.
3: That's I, the I, one that's like when it dies.
2: Yeah, it's just a red for a 1-1 with menace, I think, actually. Right, yeah, so, menace, menace. So it pings in there for a few turns. And then when it's not relevant anymore, it just can turn on menace, or sorry Madness at instant speed without and, and replaces itself.
3: Right. Sacrifice, discard,
2: draw a card. Right. Yeah, that card was actually really good. Yeah, I, I just didn't think it would. Uh, one mana, one ones usually aren't. Yeah, and then Uncaged Fury. <laughs> you can do a lot of damage I know nowhere with that card. That's a two and a red instant, plus one, plus one, and double strike. Nice. Uh, what else? Oh, green. Yep, Tireless Tracker was good. I don't know what any of these cards' names are. I should have just copied, like, the image Mm-mm-mm-mm. into my notes. Yeah, t- oh, that's a that's a rare. Of course that was good. Rare was good. Uh, that's the two and a green 3-2. Land, enters the battlefield, investigate. Whenever you sack a clue, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. That thing was stupid. Yeah. Um, Obsessive Skinner was really good. And green's generally able to turn on Delirium, as is black and sometimes blue. Um, that's the one in a green 1-1 one, one, that just puts a 1-1 one, one counter on target creature. And then we have Delirium. At the beginning of your opponent's upkeep, if there are four more card types, blah, 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 put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. That's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Veteran Cathar was good. No no duh. In the, blue, in the white green decks. And Olvenwald Mysteries was really, really good. The what? Uh, Olvenwald.
3: Well, I heard what you
0: said, but what does it do?
2: <laughs> Olvenwald Mysteries. I'm just going to keep saying it over. No, uh, it's two in green enchantment. <laughs> uh, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, you investigate. And whenever you sacrifice a clue, you put a 1-1 white human soldier creature token onto the battlefield. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's an uncommon. Nice. The scarecrow that you can sacrifice.
3: Yeah, that's really planets,
2: cool. I think it was really good. And that was really it. There wasn't any really amazing equipment
3: yeah uh, no, of course there isn't
2: a I was playing skeleton key in one of in one of the really bad decks, yeah, I didn't have playables, but that card's not good, yeah, but Wildfield Scarecrow was really good. like that one a lot. that's basically it. oh, Tamio's journal was stupid, yeah, oh yeah, I didn't have it, but uh, it seems like anyone around me had it, and also there must have been something with the print run uh it was was a little tilting. there was like a million Arlen cords opened, really. Yeah, at the second pre-release, the person across from me opened one, the person next to them opened one, and the person next to that person opened a foil one. What? The three people sitting next to each other all opened Arlen cords, And then the ta- and then uh Ryan was one of them that opened the Arlen cord, he was saying across from me. He opened yeah. an Arlen cord and a Jace, and then someone behind me opened an Arlen cord and a Jace. What? <laughs> Yeah, so like, there's there's kind of like rumors that like the print run for pre-release packs are like a little like you know they they seed they they seed them a little with the uh, the good stuff. I, I I don't know. It might just be bias, confirmation bias, but it if, if, it feels like that's true.
3: Right, right, right.
2: Because, like, there was, like, a long table, and out of, I think, eight people, four of them opened Arlen Chords. I wasn't one of them, though. (laughs) But, whatever. Nahiri was just okay. I played against one of those. It wasn't scary. Really? Yeah. It
3: seemed like it would be good and Limited, at least.
2: Uh, It should be. I don't know why it wasn't. It wasn't whenever I was playing against it. I don't know why. Was
3: it Operator Error, maybe?
2: Possibly. I'm not sure.
3: Right on. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you had a... Pretty decent time. It Seems like you had a deck that could have went four um, zero. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. It was- it's pretty sweet. Um, so blue black worked out well. Do you think that the red green werewolves or any sort of red green is actually going to be any good in uh, sealed? Like, so like, what do you think about the sealed format overall? Like,
2: uh, I did red green got a lot worse in sealed. It seems yeah, like. just because a lot of the cards that are normally good just aren't flipping in sealed.
3: Right, right, but you think that there'll be a, a while. You think there'll be a lot more success for that in draft? Are you gonna, are you going to push it tonight?
2: Uh, I need to think about that. I need to like get a little faster because whenever I do old Innistrad drafts, like I immediately look at the like I look at the rare and I look at the flip card, and I decide like right then and there, like before I can even go through the pack just to like signal. <laughs> right. So I'm either taking like the sweet rare or like I'll try to separate out the the uncommons. 'Cause there's some uncommons I'll take over like even a decent um, werewolf. Uh, so I look at the uncommons in the rare, and then like if it's close, I'll just immediately take the flip card so I can signal what I'm doing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm gonna I'll 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 race to see if I open an Arlen cord and That's then just slam it. Cool. That's what you gotta do in Origins Draft. I was good at that. Word. If you get a yeah. flip walker, just slam it.
3: Yeah, like I said, I'm probably gonna I'm probably going to force mill tonight just for the first draft just to see what happens and just that just for fun. Just yeah, to really push it.
2: I'll probably force werewolves or vampires, I don't know. Cool. Vampires were not good in sealed. Really? From what I saw.
3: Other than some of the ones with I mean you mean like synergistic vampires. I mean that's yeah. the thing is like synergy decks aren't typically great in sealed period.
2: Black was good in sealed.
3: Sure, sure. I mean like the self mill is is certainly something that you can work on, but it's not like, you know, you have an entire like synergy strategy. It's just like these cards do stuff and then this card does something else. Probably could coexist without each other, but get better when they're together. So you know, it's about individual card strength, I think, more than like cohesive synergy throughout the entire pool, you know? Yeah. So keep that in mind when you're building your sealed decks. But anyway, uh we're gonna hit a draft tonight. And we'll be back to talk about how that went. And let's see if I can mill some people and make them sad. Because that, that makes me happy. All right, we are coming back from the Texas Guild Mages. Uh, Steven and I just completed two drafts. Suck it past, Steven. <laughs> Stephen is rallying against past Stephen. Past Joe had some good moments, but you know, it is what it is. Present past Joe with this draft didn't have so many good moments. Uh, I actually only won two matches. One was a concession. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Um, the first draft we did was, so we did a uh, Swiss draft. We did a uh, team draft, uh, Swiss draft for me. I drafted the deck I said I was going to force. I said I was going to force the mill deck. Uh, there really wasn't much of a mill deck to find, uh, in the draft that I was in. Uh, I wound up with, uh, Two of the enchantment That every time you pop a clue You, uh in, uh, you mill th- your uh, opponent mills three and then two of the creature. I think it's called manic scribe. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah. uh, where everyone enters the battlefield, mill three and then if you have delirium, uh, mill three on your opponent's upkeep each turn.
2: I mean that's probably the best mill engine in the set at uh, like common or uncommon. It is.
3: It's pretty good. Um, so I tried. I tried at first. I tried drafting uh, blue black. Um, the black dried up kind of quickly and I wound up into like blue white spirits. With kind of a mill sub theme And kind of an, like a clue sub theme So it was kind of weird But uh, it didn't exactly And again it didn't work out the way I wanted it to uh, I actually d- don't think The deck is any good uh, Maybe there's a way to get it I don't know. I Because a lot of times you're fueling someone else's delirium. These are all things we knew going in, you know? Yeah. But it was one of those things where I was really curious if it would work. I wanted to, to force it, I wanted to see where it could go, and, you know, didn't quite get the results that I had hoped for. But that's okay. Um, Steven got to play against me with that deck, and uh, Steven had a little more success than me. Uh, you didn't lose a single match. Nope. So uh, tell me, so you said in the podcast you were going to force a Vampires
2: deck uh, Vampires or if like I got like a nice flip card, I would immediately slam the flip card To signal like red-green werewolves or whatever Right, and uh, you wound up with the Vampires Yeah, I mean, I opened up Olivia Jeez. So pack one, I was just like, alright, pack one, pick one Olivia and Then I got past uh, Dark Concoction, which is just like the other perfect card for you know discarding stuff and then uh, yeah, I just went from there. I ended up with like a, just a super aggressive curve. I think I I ended up like not playing some of the blood craze, not the blood craze, the I don't know any of the, the red one drop with menace. I ended up with three of them and two of the black one drop that you could uh, sack to with well one black uh, one one with the lifeline that you could pay two yeah. to sack and put one ones on your vampires and almost every creature in my deck was a vampire. Right. What else? I uh, had the, the flyer that you can pay. It's one black for two, one the can't block. You can pay red to give a target vampire haste, which is really good. Um, I had multiple of the four ones that you can madness out for two, which is kind of crazy. When you like, just get in with the menace guy and then ambush. Um, and then the stentia masquerade or whatever that, yep. yeah, that card's stupid. Um, because, yeah, that's the one downside to all these vampires. Like, the 4-1 that you can get out for 2. Uh, it just gets chumped all day. But when it's got first strike, it's better. Yeah, really a lot better. Yeah, and then it, like, double triggers when you deal damage to them. Right. So, that's that's not bad. Nope, not at all. Yeah, I think I had one 5-drop. Uh, whatever, the 5-4 guy that could flip to Menace. Okay, um, yeah. Other than that, like my curve ended at three. If you count like the madness cost, wow, because I had multiple of the, you know the five drop that it's a four three haste, but you can madness out for a three. Right. Dead kids part two. Yeah, no, that that's the twins. Dead twins. Dead twins, and there's also the four three with haste. Dead twins are a band in uh, <laughs> in Dallas. Really good. Yeah, the three red red. I can't remember the name of it, but I had yeah, and then I also had the twins. I had multiple twins, and uh the. Gissa's Blessing, where you get just two red, two and a black that out for two uh, to get, or for three to get two, two, two zombies. Yeah. Uh, and those were like some of the only non vampires in my deck. See? Yeah, so I just had a super aggressive curve, uh, multiple things to do at uh, one, two, and three. And basically, if I got a good mix of lands, then uh, that's not it. Then <laughs> yeah, I would just, cur- if I, if I curve people out, it was like the deck was pretty much unbeatable. Cause I could even like mole, and if I still had a good curve, it would be like just no problem winning. So, like the first three matches, I didn't lose a game. And then for the finals, yeah, it was about as good of a black red vampires deck as you could actually ask for. Uh, maybe one more of the stanzia enchantment, stanzia, yeah, um, two of them. All right, two of that would have been good. Yeah, so what happened was there's actually three black red vampire. Rafters at, de- at the table. Oh which is wow! Really weird. Um, I felt pretty good though, like looking at like what cards my like the other people were casting that are in that archetype uh, in round one because they're they're playing like the five mana you know deal five damage and I'm like that's not what you want to be doing. Right. Um, yeah. And they had a whole bunch of like five drops. So it was just like that's that is absolutely not the plan with uh, the vampires deck. Right. And so apparently like four of those things were opened of uh, those enchantments. Wow Someone had two Someone held one I have one But That card Yeah it's stupid I think my other rare Was burned from within Which is good Yeah I mean that's just stupid Yeah I mean in a deck like that Yeah this is basically like I I will be surprised If I get a much better Black red vampires deck For the duration of Whatever I draft this set
3: yeah, I hear that.
2: So anyway, in
3: the in the team draft, I wound up going with the Black Red Vampires deck. So I did nice. the um, I did the same thing. And actually, it's oddly, I had the same numbers on the uh, on the one one menace one drop and the one one life link one drop. Oh, you got them all. Has three and two on those. Yeah, my my deck didn't have an Olivia. It didn't actually have hardly any flyers, unfortunately. Um, but it had a couple of, of the vampire that makes a creature not be able to block. It had, I don't don't even remember everything that was going on, but to be honest. Overall, I liked it, I kind of felt like I hit some, some, like, roadblocks, like the, like the 04, the Tarmogoy Flight, that card's really good and, uh, was really kind of messing with me a little bit. But, uh, I had, um, I think two of the three games I won, because I only went one and two with the deck. Two of the three games I won were on the back of, uh, Magmatic Chasm. Wow. Um, and they were just, it was just like your entire team can't block. Sorry. You know, like, that was kind of the whole thing. So anyway, you know what I really felt like? I really felt like the deck that I had, the more aggressive deck, needed a, uh, not more aggressive, but I mean like just kind of the more on the ground, a little less in the air, um... A little smaller version of the deck Um I feel like there were some combat tricks I could have used I've always, I don't know Something about combat tricks always I just, I
2: don't know, I don't love them But uh I had one, I had the uh The one that gives plus two plus one trample Yeah But then I also had two of the um The madness enchantment Yeah, that thing was really good (laughs) Yeah, and I had two of
3: them in my draft too uh, but they stayed in my board for, for, like, game one most of the time. Um, but then I think I boarded them in. I think I boarded one in, in in round three. I boarded two in in round two because I had to deal with so many four toughness things. I think they're pretty good. Um, I didn't have enough ways to discard cards, and that was one problem I had. All I had were the three one-drops and the tor- and a tormenting voice mm. were, uh, were all I had. Um, so most of the time... I wound up playing my Vampires for full cost, which didn't feel great. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I don't think I built a great version of the deck, but I did build a very aggressive version. Uh, I did see a second Magmatic Chasm in the draft, and I didn't draft it. I should have picked it up. My, I don't like Magmatic Chasm. Really?
2: Uh, yeah. There's a lot. I, mean, I didn't. I, I saw it in when they're. I mean, it was good versus like the t- decks our team was playing. Yeah, that's we true. Just, we just had a bunch of like super big toughness guys like on the ground. Just, right. But I think it like I would start it in the board. Yeah. Huh.
3: I I I, lo- I loved it in the main. Cause, I mean, literally round uh, game one and round three. It's the only way I was going to win was a top deck it. And I mean, I was digging with the uh, I can't remember the name, asylum something that, the vampire that lets you. Draw a card, lose a life if you have no cards in hand That card's good Yeah, it's good um, But, uh, you know, I, I drew off of that and then drew for the turn And the, for the turn was the Magmatic Chasm for the win Our first match was to last an hour God, our first match was so <laughs> ridiculous I had, um, what's the name of that card? The one that turns curse witch or whatever. Curse witch when it turns into a curse. Uh, I drained Steven from
2: twenty to eight. Yeah. with that card. I was looking for my bounce spell. That's the reason I didn't concede because uh, 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 I had a zombie out, so I could have just bounced it. Because you're um, trying to get to help it. Yes, I guy. was right, so I could have just bounced it. And, and what card won card. that man? Won that game? Oh gosh, Magmatic that, Chasm.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I think the chasm's really good. Um I actually do I mean like Most of the time When somebody has a flyer They're turning it sideways I feel like Like they're just like Oh flyer Swing Unless it's like the 1-5 You know But most of the time Like the flyer is like Here's my win condition I'm gonna start beating down with it Um So like I've always felt like Every time I've been in the situation Where I just need to draw a magmatic chasm Most If there's flyers on the battlefield They're tapped because they're like, okay, there's not, this isn't, I'm not winning the ground game here, let me come through in the air. So, I feel like the Magmatic Chasm's been really good. Um, and I feel like if I'm in red, that's really where I want to be, is with that card, one to two copies. I actually think the two copies in this deck, because like, with this deck, with so many ground creatures just stopping me... Um, and just stopping at my, my momentum entirely. Yeah. Um, I feel like having more than one is almost good, because you get the first one, you get some damage, and you almost need the second one
2: to finish them off. Um. I would rather have, like, the 3-2 haste that comes into the battlefield. I want like, them both. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is, like, you just want to end the game. Like, if it gets to a board stall, like...
3: Well, that's you what are. Magmatic like, chasm that's, does. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It does that. If you're in a board stall, magmatic chasm's how you win the game. I got no problem with it. But I then think.
2: drawing magmatic chasm early gets you to a point where I guess you need it? I don't know. I think I don't think
3: it's ever bad. If you have multiples, especially, you know, I don't think you want to run it out unless you absolutely need to. But uh I think it, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's really good and and if I'm drafting red which, oh, was a headache, and I hopefully I'm not drafting red in the future, then uh, I'm going to be probably drafting two copies of that card at some point. But anyway, my, my, my draft didn't go phenomenally, but I overall liked the deck and, and and thought that there were a couple things I could improve on. Uh, I even played a rare, which was neat. <laughs> I never played rares in my draft decks. Uh... But anyway, uh, Stephen, uh, how did you wind up doing You wind up going
2: 2-1, right? So it yeah. wasn't too bad. No, it, it was fine. I had a pretty good deck. Uh, it was like a blue-black kind of zombie theme. I didn't really have any Madness cards because our <laughs> everyone, like the other two people on my team, were black-green Madness Delirium card decks. Yeah. So I ended up with the Diagraph Colossus. That card was pretty good. Um, the Stitch Wing, whatever, the 3-1 flyer that you can keep bringing back. It was just your basic blue black uh, flyers and big ground guys, and then the uh, the forts, the the slayers plate. The yeah, plus that thing four, was really two. good. I
3: had one in my sideboard. I didn't actually want to bring it in. I I brought it in once when I. Uh realized I had a bunch of big things to fight down and I was just like, I'm gonna try throwing this in. I never drew it though, so it didn't actually come up.
2: It's amazing with flyers. Because I had the one five flyer and the one three flyer. The one three, yeah, I saw you put it on there. That was nasty. Uh, the three one flyer that you can keep Bringing back with lands. I was I think I ran eighteen lands just because I had like a lot of ways to make clues and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah, I had that. I had a little bit of self-mill, but not really. It was just, it was just, there wasn't a lot of synergy. But I had some zombies, and I had some discard, and some stuff that you could, like, um, get back. I had the skeleton, but I never really used it. You know what it feels like to me? It feels like there are very few ways
3: to deal with uh, artifacts, because I, I had to face down that, I think it was playing against you with that enchantment. I mean, I can't imagine there was a third one in the draft or with, that, with that artifact. Yeah. Because I had the other one, so I can't imagine there were three.
2: Yeah, I got to do, because I was playing against uh, Jeff Zandy, and he swung with the uh, Gold Knight Redeemer. Yeah. And then I had the three one out. And I got to equip it with the uh, equip the plate to him and swing and deal fourteen with one creature. <laughs> that's so crazy. Uh, yeah, there's no we'll always deal with the equipment in Angelic Purge. Maybe the yeah,
3: that yeah. Is, that's, that's one of the few ways. And there's some stuff in green. I think there's at least one way in green. Um, you know what? Like, so you know, I played the vampires deck and, and I I just grabbed vampires. I grabbed every vampire could see. You know. Mm. Um, the 1-3 prowess is terrible Yeah Terrible card. Oh no, it doesn't on the deck No, it's terrible I couldn't I, I I played it, but I boarded it out almost every uh, game too I just couldn't play it It was so bad Um, no, you,
2: want, you want the the madness one You can discard a card, make it a 3-1 I don't even know which
3: one you're talking about uh,
2: I think it's the blood It's not the blood crazed Neonite It's something else It's 1-3 you can discard a card, give it plus two, minus two. Oh really? Is that good? Oh yeah. In the, the, the uh, vampire's deck? Absolutely. Man, I passed that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's real good. Any any free madness enablers with the vampires is yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, I should have had yeah, you're right, I should have taken that. Because yeah, that's when that's how you get your really busted draws where you get like the whatever the kids with haste on turn three. Yeah, yeah. You curve the two into the three and then you like you cannot lose the game. So I would, yeah, I, I definitely think that card belongs in, the, in the Black Red Vampires deck. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but yeah, if you want, I don't know, I had five Madness Enablers, like, stuff I could discard with, and I think that was, that was plenty. I didn't really want for more than that. So four or five seems like the, the amount you'd, you'd want. Yeah,
3: I, I, I really do, like, I don't often blame things on, uh, variants and our Mana Flood, but, uh. The reality is I did draw 10 of my 16 lands in uh, game 1 against you. <laughs> um, well, that was a
2: long game. Yeah,
3: I, no, 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 game 2 was the long game. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, no, game 1 I drew 10 of my 16 lands, and then against, uh, uh, against Matt I think I drew like uh, 9 of my 17 lands... Uh, in, like, game three, I drew, I played, like, four spells, so mm. just had a couple, a couple rough games. I still don't think the deck was, in, in my configuration of it, was much better than a 1-2, to be honest. But, like, you know, there were games that could have gone differently with a little more business, you know? So, you know, not the best, but uh, learned learned a little bit about it. Um your deck sounded really cool. Your deck looked really cool. Looked really fun to play.
2: Yeah, I just I love the uh the, the zombie horse that you can discard two cards to get back and I like the I like the Flyer too, where you can discard two two cards to get that back. Um I like Graveyard Interaction, so uh that yeah, the deck suited me just fine. Yeah. Black seems to be really good. Yeah, it does.
3: Um Yeah, I like I like some of the different decks. I like I like the um I think I saw a black green deck that seemed pretty good
2: they had like f- like three of those uh oh fours like yeah plus three. god so good yeah it's gotta be pretty annoying for a vampire <laughs> like that's a hard that's a hard that card. was a hard one yeah that
3: was really the toughest card to to deal with um I just like kind of sided into everything I had with like four power or greater or anything that did minus four minus four yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best it was it was pretty hard to deal with but anyway yeah so you know Draft was fun I still need I still need More More I still need to do more You know Um I need to see more decks I need to Try more things And, and just play more Because This is literally The first two Times I touched Shadows over Interstride cards Was uh In these two drafts I
2: had to play Green and white
3: cards That's A little weird You said you need To play them
2: Nah I just haven't yet
3: You haven't Yeah yeah I definitely want to the, the green-white deck looks really interesting With the clues mm-hmm. Just really abusing that strategy There's a lot of stuff there I think there's more there than there is in like Trying to make the mill strategy happen
2: Yeah, the um, mill seems really tough to pull that's,
3: off It does It really does I think if I yeah. opened like A pick one, Startle Awake I would maybe hey, yo, try to go for it But uh, no, I think that pretty much you're, uh, Well
2: then no, that's actually the problem because then you actually clearly signal yourself as the mill deck, and it informs your um, the people next to you, so that they, like, it, it, it better, like, because they'll be like, oh, well, then I won't, uh, I won't, I'll hate draft this stupid two in a blue enchantment where that, you know, right. second clue, you mill three. That's funny. So it actually hurts you, I don't know. <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, is it worth a pick? I mean, like, you know you got to take them early enough because people are going to want to actually draft stuff for their decks. Like no one's going to pack one, pick two, that stupid card. No, you know, but if you pack one, pick one, uh, the startled awake, then you, maybe you do, you know, maybe you take it. But anyway, you know, so those are the couple things that we, uh, that we tried out today and uh, it went okay.
2: I won both my drafts.
3: Yeah, I know. Steven's the winner
2: (laughs) and I won the gaming too.
3: Yeah, yeah, Stephen wound up with a good uh, Got
2: all four of uh, the drafts mythics
3: Yeah, he got some good prizes tonight Uh. Well, anyway uh, It's four in the morning So I think that's about all we have For this week And until next time We are YoMTG Taps
2: Stop bitching, start snoozing
1: Yeah, yeah We're on to the next one Yeah, yeah, that album's already done Yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows Gotta go on the press run Yeah, yeah, we're on to the next one Yeah, yeah, that album's already done Yeah, yeah, collect the funds before we do these shows Gotta go on the press run Yo, the rhyme raise more eyes once I ride
0: through the doors Yo, MTG Taps is available every Friday on LegitMTG.com I want Iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Brain Link, Telegraph, and via Passenger Pigeon at PigeonCast.com. Questions, comments, or free sticker requests that I will hopefully one day get around to can be sent to yomtgtabs at gmail.com. The intro music is the song Press Run by the amazing Baltimore MC You'll Never Know and is produced by W. Additional background music for by Logic Marsalis. Purchase all of their music at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com That's Magnetic with a K. Seriously, purchase all of their music. Find us on Twitter and Facebook to guarantee infinite happiness forever. Finally, make sure to check out my weekly limited stream, Head Games with Big Head Joe, every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv legitmtg.